This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's my stranded on a desert island food. I'm talking, of course, about noodles, for which I have professed my love many, many times in my blog and this podcast over the years. But as often as I eat them, as much as I love them, this time of year, when the temperatures are sort of like approaching desert island <laughs> temperatures, a big steaming plate of starchy pasta doesn't look quite so appetizing. And that's why the next dish on my list are chilled soba noodles, which I recently tried at a restaurant in downtown Medford, Melange Eatery, which is covered in my latest Mail Tribune dining column, which runs Fridays in the tempo section. I was aware of soba noodles before I visited Melange and prepared them at home. I've also certainly been aware that they are served chilled and with a chilled dipping sauce. I prepare these and serve them at room temperature occasionally for my family, but I've never actually prepared the traditional Japanese dipping sauce called mitsuyu. And it's a combination of sake soy sauce, mirin, seasoned with kombu, which is the wide strip of kelp, basically seaweed, and bonito flakes, which is the key ingredient for dashi. You simmer all that together, strain it, and chill it, and you can dilute it and use it as a dipping sauce for cooked soba noodles, which are made from buckwheat, and are gluten-free. And the sauce is also widely enjoyed with somen noodles, which are a thin wheat noodle that's enjoyed in Japan. I'll give the recipe for mintsuyu a little later in this podcast, but first I thought I would talk a little bit about some of the varieties of Japanese noodles, because there are a number, some of them familiar to American diners, some of them not so much. And this information, sort of noodle primer, was published this past spring in the Chicago Tribune by food writer James P. Dewan. He starts with ramen noodles, with which most of us are familiar. These are wheat noodles, and their yellowish tint comes from an ingredient called konsui, which is an alkaline water that contains potassium carbonate and sodium bicarbonate. The texture's firm, and the broth that typically conveys ramen is meaty and fatty and rich, often pork-based. You can find all kinds of ramen, of course, including instant ramen, <laughs> fresh and dried ramen, ramen that comes with the little packets of seasoning, which can be super, super salty, of course. But feel free to use them in all kinds of dishes, including stir-fries. And that's sort of what sets Japanese noodles apart from, say, Italian pasta, he writes, is that they're most often pre-cooked and then cooled and then either served chilled or reheated quickly in a soup or stir fry. That's the common Japanese technique. 
Soba, which we previously mentioned, are thin, straight, sort of dark brown made from buckwheat, and that gives them a somewhat nutty or earthy flavor. They can be served hot in soups or stir fries, but they very often are served cold with a dipping sauce that we'll get to here in a few minutes. Somen, which I mentioned, also are enjoyed chilled with a dipping sauce. They sort of resemble angel hair pasta, very white and very thin, and you can use them in pretty much any preparation that calls for soba. Sort of on the other end of the chewiness, thickness spectrum are udon noodles. These are long, white, very thick wheat noodles, and they have the springy kind of chewy texture. They are available dry, but they are very, very good, fresh and packaged in grocers produce sections, usually near tofu and near kimchi and some of those Asian ingredients. They also may be available in freezer sections. Very, very often they are served in soups. Shirataki are sort of a whole other genre of noodles that have become wildly popular over the past decade, mainly because they are low carb. And they're not made from the typical noodle ingredients like wheat or rice. They're made from a dietary fiber called glucomenin. It comes from the flowering konjac plant native to Asia. And this is used as a dietary supplement for a variety of ailments, but someone figured out how to make noodles out of it. And given that they were gluten-free, they really took off. Shirataki are really made primarily of water combined with the glucomenin. And that means they have hardly any calories as well. And all of this sort of unusual preparation gives them a very unusual mouthfeel that's probably most accurately described as slippery. They're generally packaged in water. and They do have a strange smell, I find, when they're opened. I've purchased them several times, although I found that they're not my go-to noodle, but for many people out there, low-carb dieters, they very well may be. They don't require any cooking, only rinsing, and you can drop them in hot broth for noodle soup, and they're also perfect for cold dishes, like mentsuyu dipping sauce, which can also be used as a soup base. This recipe was posted to my blog on July 24th under the headline, Take the Plunge with Chilled Sauce for Asian Noodles. It calls for a half cup sake, one tablespoon sugar, which is optional, one cup soy sauce. If you're looking for a wheat-free preparation, you can choose tamari sauce, one cup mirin, one piece, which is about two inches square of kombu seaweed. That's optional. One cup bonito flakes, which are dried fish that's been very, very thinly shaved. It can be found at Medford's Asia Grocery Market or online, although it's becoming more widely available in mainstream grocers. You may want to dilute this with some water as needed. It starts with a small heavy bottom saucepan in which you combine the half cup sake and the tablespoon sugar if you're using that. Bring that to a boil. Add the one cup soy sauce 
or tamari sauce, the one cup mirin, and the piece of kombu seaweed if you're using that, and heat the mixture to a boil. Turn off the heat, add the one cup bonito flakes, and allow them to settle to the bottom of the pan for about five minutes. You're sort of steeping them in this liquid, which is gonna absorb some of that really pungent, savory flavor from the fish. Strain the liquid into a clean bowl and dilute as needed with water for serving. This makes about one and three quarters cup. For dipping noodles, James Dewan suggests diluting this sort of concentrated sauce with up to an equal amount of water. You can also dilute it even more, up to three or four times, and then reheat it to boiling to use as a broth for hot noodle soup. You can flavor it with just about anything you like. Asian-inspired ingredients, of course, go really well. Miso paste, fresh ginger or sesame oil. And feel free to add anything that you like in a soup. Shredded pork or chicken, it's great for leftovers cubed tofu, mushrooms, particularly oyster mushrooms, and shiitake mushrooms, green onions, a hard-boiled egg, spinach or other types of Asian greens, bok choy is really great in this, and I also like to finish Asian noodle soups with some inaki mushrooms, which are those really, really fine sort of like threads of mushrooms that are now becoming really widely available in grocers. And that's Mensuyu, Japanese dipping sauce and soup base, posted to my most recent blog entry on July 24th under the headline, Take the Plunge with Chilled Sauce for Asian Noodles. Find more recipes for warm weather cooking using seasonal and globally inspired ingredients on my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.